0: Hello, how are you doing today? I hope that you are loving life on this beautiful day. It's a bit windy here in the UK, but it's still glorious nonetheless. Um, I picked up my phone to record this. It was two two 2.22, <laughs> so it was perfect time to record this podcast. And funny, because just before I started recording this, I was saying out loud to myself, which I talk to myself frequently... I said out loud to myself, oh I should have done this earlier when I was totally in the zone, so it was really good confirmation when I picked my phone up and it was two, two, two that actually this was the right time to talk about it. So, today's podcast, as you can tell, probably by the sound, I'm just recording this on my phone today, I, I am pretty inconsistent when it comes to um, how I'm recording it, but if I'm completely honest with you, this week I have been totally exhausted. So, so exhausted. I am going through a nine week shamanic healing journey for myself and then also to be able to help heal others on a much deeper level because you can only help people. Go as deep as you've gone yourself. So I'm exhausted. I knew I would be because when I worked before with Libby, who I've spoken about on this podcast before, when I've worked with her before, it it took a lot out of me. So (laughs) it's such a stark contrast because last month, and I don't say this to, to gloat, so I hope that the intention behind this comes across in the right way. But once I started the 5am Girls Club with Stacey, it really ignited this, or it just unlocked something in me. And in the month of February, I completed four different courses. Two of those were for an actual qualification, both of which I got a distinction in, which was awesome. I wrote 2 ebooks. I hosted my first ever full moon ritual. Co-founded the Five AM Girls Club. Actually, created a community for it. Started growing that. Um, raised seven hundred and sixty-five pounds for One Love Soup Kitchen for the homeless. With, of course, the help of everybody else, it was not. That was absolutely not a solo effort. But I was involved in that, um, and then feeding the homeless on Valentine's Day, and. Yeah, built my website. Oh, and started a monthly newsletter. So if you would like to receive a dose of my person, Natalie, (laughs) every month. what is so sad. That person, Natalie thing I came up with when I was in school. But it serves a purpose now. Um, And in that, I basically give you a card reading, a monthly reading for members. You get... um, Interviews this month. There's a discount in there for Reiki sessions with a really good friend of mine who is exceptional at Reiki. And um, the offers, any of offers for any of the products that that I'm a brand ambassador for, and that I promote, and also this podcast is on there, and lots more uh, recipes that are all based around basically reducing anxiety and stress because my philosophy is truly that when you live in your joy when you reduce stress and when you start to live in joy every day that's where this true magic begins to happen real transformation and actually I, th- I just realized that it's been it's been that long I haven't spoken on my podcast so i now have a website it doesn't have a very good name at the moment I need to I need to buy a what do you call it a um, little domain but I do have a website where you can sign up for my newsletter where you can find out and join the 5am girls club where you can also have card readings with me For guidance, and where you're going to be able to be the first to find out any of the workshops that I'll be hosting, any of the masterclasses that I've got um, going to have coming up. And yeah, my slogan is transmute and transform because what I know that I'm able to facilitate for women is a full, holistic transformation. Because that is what I have experienced in my own life. And, you know, soon I'll get some testimonials up there as well. There's been some, some friends that I've been working with, even over the last couple of weeks. And, you know, some of the things, shifts that they have made have been truly, truly amazing. So yeah, I didn't intend to kind of plug all of that at the very beginning of this, but I just wanted to give you an update as to where I'm at right now in life. So I'm exhausted. This month, there's absolutely no way that I could create the level of content that I did last month uh, because I'm doing this deep, deep healing. And because of that, I look like absolute shit. I'll just be honest. I look like shit. And there was no way that I was going to jump on Zoom, record myself and, and stick my face out there for YouTube, which is really weird because this is a part of my shadow that I really need to work on because I don't really care what people think of me. I'm working through this, um, I don't know, what, what. I guess what I perceive the outside world to expect which is you know a huge contradiction because you know what I promote is to break free of of what society tells us that we we shouldn't shouldn't be or do or think but also that's the vulnerable side of me I'm no no different or no better and I'm not definitely not above anybody else so that's me. That's just kind of what I'm working through at the moment. I guess it's not that I want to have an image to uphold, but if I'm going to show up on video in this capacity for for a long time, I really want to make sure that I'm showing up as my highest self, and my highest self is not this exhaustedness that I'm currently experiencing right now. Anyway, Seven minutes in, and I've not really got to the, the point or the intention. So the intention behind this podcast is that, um, <clears throat> is that we start to view children differently. So something uh, really like incredible happened yesterday, good and bad actually. Um, but one of them is, you know, my mum has been listening to this podcast, so she'll listen to this as well. And, yeah, we just had a really beautiful moment yesterday where a lot of things come to the surface and she had made some realisations through listening to this podcast and through the work she's been going through herself as well. Um, it definitely is not 100% down to me. You know, it, I'm just a facilitator. I just I just am able to convey a message to help people shift their perspective if they want to, and they're open to it. Um, But it was amazing. And it was great to kind of break through, break the chains on some of our, our old um, past trauma. And the biggest thing that came out of what my mum was saying yesterday was that now she can understand through looking at me with a different set of eyes through listening to this and through listening to me in general during this last year I think my mum never understood me because I was so different to everybody else in the family and when we don't understand something we try to control it I don't know where that sentence just came from but I think it's good so we're going to go with that yeah, when, when we don't understand something, we try and control it. And I would never be controlled. Because I think ultimately, I still just wanted to be heard. And I couldn't understand why I was getting so much backlash all the time. I didn't know how to communicate my message properly. And what my mum had recognised was that I was obviously traumatised by what had happened in my childhood. And she didn't know... How to deal with it. Because, you know, in her words yesterday, I just thought that what I was supposed to do was get up every day, get ready for work, take my kids to school, um, you know, work Monday to Friday and, and live for the weekend. And that's what all of us do. She said, but if I would have just listened to you, you, you was obviously a traumatised person, traumatized child crying for help, all I had to do was listen to you. And it was really profound, really amazing that she had made that breakthrough and it really got me thinking afterwards because the reason why I am here talking to you today is because of my daughter. The reason why I wanted to work on myself and start to heal all of this stuff that just wasn't working for me was because of my daughter because I knew that she deserved better I knew that she deserved to have a mum that was um switched on and and wasn't going to take stuff out on her and was going to protect her and was going to give her the the best start in life, which is what we all want for our children. What I never accounted for when I had a child was actually that they are the teachers. They're reminding us of what we've forgotten. Think about it. How many of you that are listening to this can say that you've got some shit that you had to deal with when you were a kid that you still hold onto now and it still affects you now everyone everyone until you, and even when you start doing the work and unpicking all of this stuff it's still there'll be still more stuff that comes up there's always more. There's always something that you took on unconsciously, like Without even realising it, from when you was a child. There are things that I do now. There are behaviours that I portray now. When I think to myself, why am I doing that? Was I told when I was a child a lot to not cry? Like, is that why I'm so? I, I am. St- I still can't show emotion in front of my mum I still struggle with that if, if it's something to do with something she's telling me I really struggle with that and I can remember when I was like really young like probably my daughter's age actually five six seven and she would often come into my room um when you know she'd been out after work or whatever and she would often say to me then I'm sorry for being such such a bad mum and the the truth was she wasn't a bad mum. But I also just didn't want to hear it. And I, I I think that the reason why I used to just shut her down, even at that young age, is because I never learned how to express my feelings without somebody shutting me down. That must have happened. It must have happened because children will take things literally just on face value. If you tell them to stop crying, they don't hear, I need to stop crying. They hear like my cries, like nobody wants to hear my cries. It's, it's not that they're not thinking, Oh, I'm being annoying. Or, or this is pathetic, what I'm, like, I'm crying over. They're not thinking that in the grand scheme of things, this is nothing that they're upset about. To them in that moment, it warrants them crying. And if we are shutting down our children at that time, that all that they hear is, uh, it's not okay for me to show emotion. It's not safe for me to show emotion and even now i catch myself you know i know this stuff or i understand it whenever you say you know something you shut off your teachability index i'm always open to learning more but i understand that so i have that awareness around it if i catch myself sometimes doing something then i think to myself what part of my shadow am i am i in here like why am i trying to control this situation What's making me feel unsafe? What? Why, why am I doing this? Because children don't understand. They do not understand. They just want to be safe. So children are our teachers. We think that we are supposed to teach children. And yeah, you know, we, we're there to guide them. We're there to help them. Okay, this is how you read. This is how you write. This is, you know, how you do math. This is how you facilitate X, Y, Z. Because we understand more of the world than what they do. But we've lost our curiosity. We've lost our wonder. We've lost our imagination. And children have that in abundance. So they are here to remind us. They're here to remind us that we are put on this earth to create. We're not put on this earth to be miserable and pay bills until we die. We're not put here on this earth to to constantly try and escape our reality whether that's through drink, drugs, holidays, okay? We can see all those things as experiences, but as children, we didn't need a rave. (laughs) You know, they are fun, but we didn't need that. We didn't need all of these, these ways to escape. We were so curious about the smallest things, And somewhere along the lines, we lost that wonder. Now, my personal belief is that's come through obviously your environment that you grow up in, but also through school, you know, because we, we, as humans, we are, we come into this world in a place of love. Like all we know is love, like, and we're, we're so curious and we just want to learn and we're taking everything in and looking at all the colors and listening to all the sounds and, and touching all the textures and feeling all the feels and learning how to walk and all of these amazing things are huge milestones for us as we are growing up and learning and adapting but we are always adapting always adapting and that carries on through adulthood as a child if you are in a um, let's take an example of you're you're in a family where the, the parents are Um, abusive or they you know there's a lot of physical violence or something like that you will learn to adapt to that if your parents used to get cross at you for really really small things you will learn to adapt to that because you love your caregiver you love them and you want to please them, and you also want to keep safe. And if you're not necessarily getting that safety from that person, you need to be able to find it elsewhere. You've got to create that for yourself because that we we just that's our ego mind, just keeping us safe all the time, right? So um, I totally digressed about what I was saying, but so I've kind of lost my trail of thought a little bit. But ultimately, this is what I'm what I'm saying: our, our children are teaching us they're reminding us of where we came from and then what we are doing is we're teaching them how to um survive in other ways we're teaching them how to survive essentially and they're always learning from us It's a great uh, quote what we do in moderation our children do in excess if you eat healthy they see you eating healthy they're going to pick up on that if they see you exercising and doing yoga they're going to pick up on that you do a morning gratitude routine they're going to pick up on that if you are stressed all the time they're going to pick up on that if you are judgmental all the time they're going to pick up on that they're all learned behaviors we do not come into this world with well I was going to say we don't come into this world with trauma. We kind of do because there's ancestral trauma and obviously, you know, if it's a traumatic birth, we will we will take on that as well, but that's probably a whole other conversation for another day. But ultimately, we are born knowing nothing but unconditional love and everything else is a learned behavior. So yeah this conversation yesterday really got me thinking and on top of that I actually made the decision to take my daughter out of school I I decided to take her out of school and homeschool her full-time and it has been something that I've always wanted to do since I had her. I never wanted to send her to school in the first place um but you know it's a it's a system that both me and her dad went through and, and our parents did and so it's just the thing that we thought had to be done but in reality I don't have a job where I need her to be in school. Um, I work around that, I really enjoy having her at home, I enjoy teaching her things and I've enjoyed the time that we all had together during this lockdown and on the flip side of that what I recognised through when she was being homeschooled and she was having live lessons with her teachers, is that I actually can't control, not that I want to control, but I have no control over what she is learning at school. And I'm not just talking about a school curriculum. I'm talking about other beliefs that she is taking on through school. Now, something really interesting happened when she first went back to school after the first lockdown and um, when we were able to go out and see friends and family without having to hide it from people we she didn't want to go and see my nan anymore so we'd gone through months of not being able to see her and then all of a sudden she didn't want to go and see her and it was hard. My nan was heartbroken over it. And I was really hurt by it because she was saying things that it, it just wasn't her. It wasn't her as a child. She's so loving. And, you know, she was saying things like, I don't love her anymore. I don't No, I don't want to go around there because I don't love her anymore. And I couldn't understand it. I couldn't get my head around, why is she saying that? And, of course, didn't tell my nan that. I did tell my mum and, you know, my partner as well. He tried talking to her about it. And we know we knew that we couldn't force anything. I'm never going to say to her, you have to do this, because that completely goes against my beliefs. So it was kind of like, well, we just have to respect that she doesn't want to go around there. But there was something not right. Eventually she did. And, you know, then she got, you know, hooked on being background seeing seeing my, my nan and stuff again. And then... You know, honestly with you, when the next lockdown happened, I wasn't going to stop my life, or actually, let's rephrase that, I wasn't going to stop her life, and I wasn't going to stop my nan's life. At the end of the day, people can impose rules and regulations on you, but there are times where you have to follow your heart and your intuition, and... If the other person on the other side, you know, your nan or whatever is saying, I'm too frightened to have anybody come around and see me because of what I'm hearing on the news or because of what I'm being told to do, so please respect my wishes and don't come, then that's fine. But if you have got somebody that is saying, but I want to see her, Oh, I want to, like, please, and you know in your heart that things are going to be okay and ultimately even if they wasn't she would be happier seeing that child than not we made that decision you know she would she would still get to get to see her and then when it was all the bubbles and stuff like that you know we were always in the support bubble with her but you know when it the tears started moving i didn't pay any attention to it i didn't listen to the news or anything like that and you might think by listening to me, you know, that that's really selfish and that's okay. That's your stuff. That's your stuff. It's not mine. I, I, I respect everybody's views, but that was what we chose to do as a family. So I respect people that don't, and I respect people that, that do. That's just, that's, it's being sovereign. That's not being selfish. That's, that's, you know, doing the best that you can with the information that you've got. And also understanding And this is a whole other conversation. But also understanding that we are not responsible for anyone else's health. We're not. We're not. We're responsible for our body. We are responsible for our lives. And when we look after ourselves, when we we do the work, when we heal ourselves, and when we feed ourselves well, and when we show up every day and we are feeling good and we are looking good and we are coping or better than coping you know we are we we do not have that level of stress it stands out to people and people either gravitate towards that and say do you know what I want to do what it is that you're doing because I can see that you are actually happy and I need that in my life or it's going to trigger people and they're going to go off and moan about that to other people that are also going to want to moan about it because they're too scared to change anything in their life and that's just the way that it is we, you know whenever we're getting triggered by people it's because they're teaching they're teaching us something we're all here to teach each other for something so that's just my that's just my observation on that anyway um my nan had a bit of a funny turn yesterday and um and my daughter went straight back into that I don't want to go in her house um no I don't want to see her no no I'm gonna go and my nan's sat there like please come in like I, I just she passed out please come in I just I just don't want to be left on my own with you just in case you know I'm not going you're not going to catch anything I'm not contagious no 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 so anyway, my nan was upset, but I said, oh, you know, just leave it and you know, we'll come and come and see you in, another day. But when I was asking my daughter about it, you know, she kept saying to me, I don't know the answer. I don't know why it is that I don't want to go in there. I, don't, I just don't know. I don't, like, it's almost like she didn't remember, but there was some program inside of her that felt that she couldn't go in there. And I asked her, Do you think that you're going to get sick? And she said, Yes. And I said, Is this because of what you were told in school? Yes. Okay. Okay, well, you know, then we have to, then we, it's more stuff that we have to unpick. Now, whatever your belief system is around whether or not children are contagious or not, you know, that's, again, that's that you're doing the best that you can with the information that you've got, the information that, that I've got and my personal experiences are that they are not a threat to anyone. And my biggest concern with children right now is that parents um, and adults have this. And I'm, you know, and I'm saying this, um, and it's not a blanket belief. I'm not saying that all parents have the same philosophy, of course, they don't. But ultimately, if you have children, you're a parent, so that's why I'm just using that as a as a phrase there is this blanket perception that children are resilient and they can just bounce back from anything and it'll be okay once it all over, blows over everyone will be thinking oh god do you remember that time do you remember that time when we were all in lockdown well, you know no one will think it'd it'll be, it'll be tomorrow's chip paper today's news tomorrow's tomorrow's chip paper the reality is that this will affect them for a very long time, for a very long time, and if we do not start to recognise now that our children's silence, our children's cries, our um, children's behaviour, if we don't start to recognise now that It's the onset of what's to come in the future, that it's a cry for help, that they just don't feel like they're being heard, that they're scared. They're trying to feel safe in a world where we aren't feeling safe most of the time or a lot of people aren't feeling safe. And our responsibility is to listen to them. And to start to understand the world through their eyes. And start to think about how we can nurture the parts of them, what brings them the most joy. And start to help them understand how they can be safe in the areas that don't. And... Yeah this is just something that I really wanted to talk about because you know I'm 35 next month and my healing only started 6 years ago and I have I've healed a lot and there's still stuff that comes up that I'm still dealing with but I didn't deal with a pandemic I didn't deal with the the kind of fuckery that is happening I didn't deal with people covering their faces. I didn't deal with a constant barrage of um, what people should and shouldn't do. I, I, I wasn't faced with that. The closest that I came to it in back in my childhood was when AIDS came about and the only thing that I knew about that was that my dad wouldn't allow me to have any of the clothes that my aunts from America were sending over to me because he thought that they had AIDS on it and that probably was where my irrational fear of death came from because of those conversations I overheard but they were just a few conversations like nothing else around that changed. Please do not underestimate the impact that what is happening right now is having on children, and that I had something else just to kind of put out there in case anyone's listening to this and they just think that I'm going off on a bit of a weird tangent. I have always been psychic. I've always been very highly intuitive, and as I've been learning. Through TikTok, funnily enough, I'm hypersensitive. The reason why I'm hypersensitive is because I was traumatized as a child, and therefore I have a heightened sense of awareness because I needed to understand people's um, moods and movements and um, what, what was going to trigger people. That's why I'm very empathetic. That's why anyone that does have a heightened sense of intuition will have had something traumatic that's happened in their life, or they will have experienced something like that. You know, all of us have the ability to be psychic, it's whether or not we tap into it or not. Again, it's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day, but that is just the way it is. And I suppressed my beliefs, I suppressed my. Gifts that I had and my connection to that because of what people thought of me, and because of the names that people were calling me, and because I didn't feel like I could fit in. So, last year, when I recognized that the world outside was so noisy, I needed to go inwards and do a lot of work on myself, and I went into a lot of deep meditative states. And I started connecting with people that could help me connect more to my higher self and connect me to my guides and things like that. Um, I started to unlock those gifts again. And my intuition is getting stronger every single day, which is amazing. I'm definitely not at a stage yet where I could turn around to you and say, "Who's, who's uncle you know, who's uncle Bob, you know, I, I'm definitely not there, but I do get what I would call downloads or what I'll call downloads. I do get, um, really profound um, messages in the form of either thoughts or, um, visions that, yeah, that just, and not something that I just conjure up. They, 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 it's something out else out there in the ether. And one of the messages that came through just before I decided to take, I really made a decision. Right, I'm going to take my daughter out of school. And by the way, um, if you choose to keep your children in school, there's nothing wrong with that. So please don't feel that I'm saying that you know homeschool is the only way because it works for me because I, I don't need to work a job while she's in school and it's just the way that I am choosing to to raise my child there is nothing wrong with putting your child in school at all it's just not for me right now might change in the future who knows always open but I did have a message come through and I wanted to share it at the time but I didn't know how to and I still find it hard to articulate it in a way that won't trigger people in a negative way because when I'm, I'm comfortable with triggering people if it's going to help them heal, but I never want to trigger people where it's going to put them into a, a place of fear. Like Everything that I say and share comes from a heart-centered place and I'm always going to keep it that way. So I'm going to try and word this in not in the direct way that it came through to me but it was basically everyone uh, there was such a sigh of relief for parents when the schools were opening again because people were struggling right I I get it parents were struggling you know relationships have struggled because all the kids have, have had to be at home and we're living in a world where women feel like they have to do everything and because of the way that the social constructs are in place because of the way that social constructs are that are in place it's harder now to live comfortably because The rate of inflation goes up, but the rate of pay doesn't go up. And so we are in a place in the world right now in the Western cultures, as far as I know, where our bills kind of supersede the income that we are bringing in. And of course, there are options around that. But (coughs) as a general rule of thumb, this is where people are at. So... There's this stress and this pressure on top of families that everybody has to work and they have to raise their children at the same time. So there is this, there is this unnecessary pressure that is on top of families. And you've got single parents out there as well, like single mums, I salute you. I truly believe that you are superhuman and I do truly believe that. I have so much respect for anyone that is raising a huge family or, or is raising a family on their own or both together. Like there are so many different variables that come into this. M- maybe you're raising a disabled child. You know, there are so many different variables. So it's not a one size fits all. But in general, there is a pressure on top of people. And that's why there was such a sigh of relief when the children were allowed to go back to school. Because all of a sudden, mums are like, oh, I have some freedom. I, I, I have, and it, not freedom to go out and party, not freedom to have a nap, but free, uh, like, I I can actually get my work done. I can get my housework done. You know, I I, I have that space, again. So grateful for those those few hours a day where I'm able... To just manage my life a bit better. But the unfortunate part is that most of these children have gone back to school in a way that has restricted their freedoms even more. Because they're being asked to wear face coverings all day. Because they are being asked to be tested their human rights, for whatever reason, are being infringed upon. Their perception of freedom will never be, in this current time line will not be your same perception of freedom. Does that make sense? Is that kind of... That's the, the, the best way that I could communicate that message... Is that on one side you're celebrating some freedom. And on the other side those children have so much pressure on them. They, they've taken that pressure with them that you had. And this is where I feel even more we have to listen to these children. We have to listen to them. What do they want? What do they think? Do they do they think it's acceptable? Do they feel okay with these restrictions that are on, on their lives for the, so they can get an education? What are they telling you? How are they feeling? Because there has to come a time where... There has to come a time in my opinion where we have, we we kind of have to say enough's enough because that whole song that's been in my head all day was Whitney Houston, you know I believe the children are our future and it's teach them well and let them lead the way but what are we teaching them right now? and are we ignoring what it is that they are teaching us because we are so wrapped up in I just want to get back to going on holiday I just want to get back to going to the shops I just want to get back to seeing my friends and family I just want to get back down the pub I just want to get back to being able to do my work and not have to worry about doing homeschooling as well we, we we need to stop living in that past version of us and of life and in this now moment be asking what am I not listening to? In my own home, what am I not listening to? And am I what am I putting above My children in this moment, because you know, we it, hopefully you know they will outlive us. And I, the only reason I say hopefully is because, just in case, I don't want to. I don't. I definitely don't want anyone to be offended by me saying you know we we will outlive them. But it's this is their world now. It's it's their world and. You know, maybe if we listened to them a little bit more, maybe if we learned a little bit more from them, maybe if we reconnected with that curiosity, with that questioning of authority, with that childlike imagination, maybe if we engaged in that a little bit more, we would feel that sense of freedom. Maybe it would open up our minds to different possibilities so yeah this um i hope there was enough in that podcast there it's a bit of a long one actually today we're kind of coming up to 45 minutes now and yeah i hope that i hope that i kind of communicate that message well enough and if there's any topics that i've covered throughout that conversation that you would like me to go more in depth on, please let me know. You know, as always, it's it's just my perspective. You know, it's my truth. My truth. It's not everybody's truth. And I'm grateful to have this platform. I'm grateful for that people listen to to my perspective. And if it does help change your perspective, then fantastic. You're doing a great job as a parent. You know, I think too often we beat ourselves up. But I just, as I said, the intention was that we start to see children in a different light and, um, you know, they don't owe us anything. They don't owe us anything, but they can teach us so much, so, so much. So with that, I'm going to leave you. I hope that you have a fabulous rest of the day. And, yeah, let me know what you think. Let me know if there's anything else you want me to cover. And I will speak to you soon.